Well, good morning, everyone. It is uh, good to see you here this morning. Um, holy cow, we've been having some really cool weather outside. Isn't that cool, fall? Yes? All right, cool. Uh, it, uh, it is. It's, it's, it's a nice time of the year, and um, see leaves change, things like that. How many of you do the... Uh, the uh, uh, yes, I'm done. The fruit farms, whatever. Orchards, things like that. I'm just trying to connect with you right now, okay? That's all I'm trying to do. Don't shoot daggers at me with your eyes. I'm just trying to, to connect a little bit with you. Just kind of getting out and, you know, kind of enjoying the this time of the year. I think it's really, really exciting watching the uh, leaves change and all that. So hopefully you're able to enjoy some of that. We're in a series called The Big Ten Values. And as I've been sharing with you, you know, um, if our lives are about bringing God glory, it's building our lives upon the values in which he's given us uh that, that, that will that will bring him glory that will bring our lives true it will bring us true life essentially when Jesus says you know you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free and and we and we we really take those things and we live we deny ourselves and we pick up our crosses daily and we follow him we build our lives upon these values we build our lives upon uh, what the word of God teaches us uh, and and essentially these ten commandments are a recipe for uh, you know strong family values. And, and as we take those and we, and we look at the Ten Commandments and we say, you know what, I'm going to build my life on these. I'm going to build my family on these, these Ten Commandments. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, do everything I can to make sure these, these things are, are, are not just aspirational values within my life, but they are actual values that we're building our family on. My husband and I, my wife and I, our, our kids. And so we take time out. We take time and, and we allocate it towards uh, towards being intentional with living these out within our lives, where we're, where we're teaching our kids, where we're living these things, where we're careful not to have other idols before God, where we're careful not to, uh, or we're careful to make sure that God's always at the center of our lives. I always like to, I always like to use the illustration, I think, of, of, of God being at the center of our lives. Uh, sometimes we'll say, well, God's number one, and we kind of work ourselves down. One, my family's two, or whatever. I like, and if you do that, that's great. I'm not, I'm just saying, I like putting him at the center because I think if God is truly at the center of our lives, everything that, that we touch is going to be permeated, uh, through Christ, right? With, with God. And so, but, but it's not, it's not easy to keep God at the center of our lives. It's so easy for things to creep in and, and, and begin to steal time, steal our passion, steal those kind of things. So the question becomes, do we, do we really take these things and, and make sure that, uh, we're intentional with it? Um, you're going to get faced every single day with making a decision whether you're going to live out the values in your life or not. And, and sometimes we compromise that. And we see what happens within our lives when we compromise God's Word. And, and that's not what any of us want. But So I'm saying we need to be very intentional. Um, Deuteronomy, if, we, if you would turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 5, this is where we've been looking at these. Uh, again, they're listed in Exodus as well. Exodus is when God first gave the... Uh, commandments to, to Moses. We read about it. Deuteronomy is kind of, kind of a little bit more Moses taking them and, and giving them to the people and saying this is you know kind of breaking them down a little bit. And and Deuteronomy is really Moses' sermon to the people, his teaching to the people, saying this is what God says. This is what God is telling us as, as we're His people. This is who we're supposed to be. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what we're supposed to build our lives on. 
And in cha- and, and we've been looking at these uh, for the past few weeks, but uh, in chapter 5, verse 16 of Deuteronomy, it says this, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you. Now, this next part of this verse is one of the only uh, verses or the only commandments that we see that there's some, there's like a, there's like a tag onto this. And it says this. Let me read again. Um, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, comma, why? So that you, this is the implication of it, so that you may live long and so that you may prosper in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. God's saying there, all of these are absolutely important and critical. You know, and God's saying, you know, um, that, that, you, that you need to honor your father and mother. Well, what does that look like for us? What does that look like for you? What does that look like for us if we're, if we're kids, if you're sitting in here this morning and you're a teenager? What does that look like to honor your father and mother? What does that look like for us that, that, that are, that have moved beyond? You know what I'm saying? Like we're older, we've, we're, we're out, we've married, we, we have kids, we have grandkids, right? What does it look like for someone that has parents that doesn't deserve respect and honor? What does that look like for someone sitting in here this morning where you hear this and you cringe because you didn't have, you didn't have a family that it would be easy to honor your father and mother. You had a dad that did some horrendous things to you. You had a mom that didn't love you properly. You had, you had the dysfunctional side of, of parenting. You had, what you had was you had a, a set of parents that did not take these commandments as such and implement them in their lives to where you were brought up and raised the way, the way God would have parents to raise their children. So for some of us, it's easy to say, well, absolutely, I can, I can honor my father and mother because I, because they raised me in a way that they kind of earn my respect and my trust, even though, even though I give it to them because, you know, from the, from the beginning or from the get go, because it's, that's what I do. They don't have to earn it per se, but, but what about those that are sitting in here that this really comes to task? See what I'm saying? Yeah, this is, this is, this isn't something that's like, well, you got this and you got that. This is where when we start living it out, it's hard. And it's hard being a, and it's hard being a father and a good father and a good mother at times. You know, those of us that, that even, you know, that, that really say, hey man, I'm gonna build these in my life. Um, I want these to be part of our family. Um, I'm, we're, as far as my family's concerned, we are going to build our home on this. And I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna be the best father that I can be and the best mother I can be. You know what I'm saying? That's hard at times. Those of us that are still parenting, is that not hard at times? Just me, right? Okay, it's just me. I'm the one, right? I get that. Isn't it hard at times when you're, you know, you're dealing with, I, I think a better way of illustrating this, I have a clip I want to show you. And you may have seen this, it's, it's by a comedian, um, a Christian comedian, and I just want you to lean into it for a few moments, okay? And this is, this is a Christian comedian's perspective on parenting, and I think we can all possibly relate with this at different times, okay? So if you would, just kind of lean into this and, and kind of observe his, illust- or his thoughts on parenting and see if you agree with them or not. I think if you've got kids, you do. You just need help. I don't need health care from the government. I want a nanny. I want the super nanny. The super nanny is where this English nanny comes over and helps these demonic possessed children from America. 
And they're just like, ah! And she never loses her cool. She's like, no, Thomas, no. We don't do that, Thomas, no. What do you mean? You just knocked your mother out cold with a pot. That's not what we do. Because I don't know how you were raised. I was raised a little bit different than that. My mom would tell me what she's going to do to me. I'm going to beat the snot out of you. You hear me? I'm going to beat the snot out of you. I'm going to hit your head so hard, snot flies out of the front of your skull. It's going to be awesome. Oh, she was detailed. I'm going to spin your head off like a lid on a pickle jar. I'm going to take my leather belt with my name on it. I'm going to beat you and brand you at the same time. I'm like, Mom, you're the worst mummy in the world. No, I took second last year. I'm going for first this year. <laughs> Here's the deal. I think they should let me be the super nanny. Oh, you might want to tune in. Because <laughs> there will be some violence going down on that show. <laughs> the super nanny will be a whole different experience for the viewer. Like, no, Thomas, no. Come on, let's go. I'm going to drive you off a naughty cliff. Come on. <laughs> No, you don't need your shoes. You're not coming back. Come on. <laughs> Say goodbye to your brother and sister. Let's go meet Jesus. Come on. Let's go meet Jesus. I hesitate to run that clip in our world today. You know, I probably get called by Child Protective Services. Uh, this is what our pastor thinks we should, how we should parent. But, I mean, does some of you feel that way at times? You know, parenting's hard. Parenting's hard at times. And to raise your kid to where, you know, they honor and, and they honor you, uh, uh, is, is, is hard. And, uh, I'm gonna throw this one out there for my kids just because I need to, alright? Um, the other night, uh, I was watching the Yankees game. You know, the Yankees in Cleveland. You know, if you, if you rooted for Cleveland, shame on you. Uh, your salvation's in jeopardy. But anyhow, they were up eight, they were up eight to three, and then we go through this debacle, and next thing you know, the inevitable happens, and the Yankees are suffering. So what do I do? I take the chance, to say, or I take the opportunity to be the best dad ever and to, and to work towards the best dad award ever. I take one of my daughters to see My Little Pony. I don't know if you know what My Little Pony is, but it doesn't go with this right here, Okay. <laughs> It doesn't work. But I took one for the team, and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I believe she was happy, because I believe she was so happy that um, if she would giggle too hard, Skittles would pop out of her pores, <laughs> because she was so happy. And I watched My Little Pony with my child at the 920 viewing at the theaters, right? And I was very proud of myself. So, anyhow. Yes. I will toot my own horn, right? Okay. But, you know how it is, parenting can be hard, you know, and I think, so, so as we look at this, it's not only hard in parenting, but, you know, to really raise our kids, you know, the Bible talks about us really knowing our children and raising our children in the way that they should be raised. That's hard. Because it's, it's not just trying to raise your kid with, with rules. It's raising your kid, it's understanding your child, each child that you have. Understanding how God created that child understanding that they are an image bearer of, of God. Now that's a stretch at times, isn't it? You know, that you are an image bearer of God. Because they look like a demon at times, you know, when you're when you're doing things. But but they're an image bearer of God. And as a Christ follower, as a dad, do I look at them as an image bearer of God? Do I lean into them? 
Do I lean into them? Do I know my children inside and out? Because I want to tell you something, and, and, and you, I, you know, at this point, it's just, and I'm not joking. There's times where I don't care. I come home, or I'm doing, I've had a stressful day or something. I don't care. You guys can gasp, and you can make judgments all you want to against me. Because this is my spiritual journey. I'm struggling, and I'm laying it out there. There are times where I struggle with parenting. And I acknowledge that God has blessed me with kids. And I acknowledge the burden of that. That it's not just having kids for the sake of having kids. It's having kids that God said, I place these kids in your life to raise them the way they need to be raised so that they will one day follow me. That one day they will grow up knowing that they have a heavenly father that loves them. Not that they're going to project some dysfunctional relationship that they have with their father and mother on God. Well, how can God ever listen to me because my father did these horrendous things to me? Or how can God ever listen to me? Or how can I ever go to God in a time of need? Because whenever I went to my parents in a time of need, I would get something else, right? I would get ridiculed or I would get sarcasm or whatever. I don't know about you guys, but to me, that is a very, very heavy burden that I sense within my life. That God has placed these kids within my life to raise them, to honor Him, to ensure the best that I can that they're not going to have another God before Him, that they're not going to look at us as their parents and see that we have other idols that we've raised in our life, that, that they're going to say, well, yes, this was the Ten Commandments that God has in His Bible, but let me tell you what my family's Ten Commandments were. You never did this, this, or this, or this, or you treated money this way, or you treated relationships this way, or when it was convenient, you went to church. Or when it was okay, you did this or did that. Or, you know, if, if there wasn't, you know, if, 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 if church was, you know, if it was okay, you didn't have something better to do, then you would go and be a part of church. Or this is how you would deal with relationships in the church. Or this is how you would talk about other people behind their backs and things like that. That's what we pick up on. And some of you sitting in this morning know exactly what I'm talking about because either A, you've done it and do it now, or B, that's how you were raised and you saw it within your parents. And you look at that and you're saying, that's what it means to honor our parents? That's what it means to honor my father and my mother? We're missing it. We're missing it. And I know some of you uh, work really hard at this and you, and you got it. But I'm going to tell you something. And let me just say this. And, and we're all on this, we're all on this spiritual journey. I get this. We're all on this spiritual journey where some are just starting and some are over here and we're really striving and we've made some progress. But I want to tell you something, and please don't hear me come off as harsh. But let me just say this, and this is why that I want you to be plugged in. In fact, on the 18th of this month, I want to start this Emotionally Healthy Spirituality class. I want to tell you something. If we ever get to the point where you think that you've arrived, you're in trouble. There's not a single person in here that has it all together. There's not one single person sitting in here that can say, well, I've got it, man. I've done it. I've got everything right. Because here's the problem. You don't, and when you get to that point and you, and you become to, to the point where you don't realize that there could be something in you that's still broken because we're always growing to be more mature in Jesus Christ, that's when you're in trouble. And that's why we need people surrounding, surrounding us to say, maybe I'm still a little bit broken, which I believe we all are. 
Maybe I still need to grow in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe I am not perfect. Maybe I do give glances or I do make agreements with Satan or I do things from time to time that's not pleasing to God. We are all on this spiritual journey and I pray that no one could in here would ever say that you've arrived. Because Jesus wants to take us deeper and deeper into this love relationship that He has with us and that He wants with us. And when we come in with humble, contrite hearts, that's when we can, we can become parents, grandparents, whatever it is, that's when we can become pe- people that other kids or whoever can look at us and honor us. Because we're honoring God. So, what happens when it's a little bit different? You know, and we recognize that it's hard. Psalm 27.10 says this, Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. You know what? Even if my earthly father and mother don't get it right, even if they, ha- if they didn't get it right, God still loves me and cares for me. So, what does that mean? A couple things I want to share with you. Number one, uh, when we look at all this, number one, respect for authority begins at home. Respect for authority begins at home. When our kids and our grandkids and people around us, not just you know our kids, but, but when kids in general, people in general can look at us and they can see that we have this deep reverential awe of God that drives us, that influences us, that shapes us, that that's we're passionate about. That's where respect for authority begins. They see that we respect authority. Where we look to God and we say, you know what, there's a, there's a higher being here that I answer to. We, we recognize, all of us recognize this. If, if we can teach our kids, you see what I'm saying? If, if, if we can teach our kids that, hey, I'm not the final, I'm not at the top tier here. You know, I, I, I respect authority. There's, you know, and we recognize that God has placed different things within our lives, different things within our, in our, in our, in our, in, our, in, in the way He created things that, that we, there, there's authority figures that helps, that helps govern us. Peter talks about this in his letter. He talks about the people that we should be praying for to the point you're like, mm, man, that's hard. I don't know if I can do that. But it's that respect for authority. And it begins at home. Are we teaching our kids this? We're living in a society now where it's like anarchy. I would not want to be a school teacher. I know some of you guys are school teachers. That is the last thing that I would ever want to be right now. Because when I grew up, and again, some of us could disagree with this and say, oh, that's horrible. When I grew up, there were consequences. I don't know about you, but there were consequences. And you got taken out of a classroom and things happened. But I want to tell you something. It taught me to respect authority. It taught me that there were consequences to be had. It starts at home. Do we teach our kids that we bow down to an authority? And that they can see that and they can understand that. Our relationship with parents affects all other relationships. When, when, when our relationship with our parents affects, and man, when we screw this up, we really do, we really create a mess. We teaching our kids that the the relationships with our parents with parents affects all the relationships. So what does that look like? Well, 
how do we honor, you know, this honor, this sense of honoring, this sense of showing respect, this sense of honoring our father and mother? First of all, we can break it up into a couple different generations. I, I came across this and I, the, reading about this, and I really like the way this person, I'm kind of just sharing it with you. I really like their perspective on the way they outlined this. How do we honor? As a child, there's, this is how, how we honor as children. We obey and we respect. It starts there. As children, we obey and respect. Okay, now some of us, we're not children anymore. But we're children of God. We obey and we respect. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents as you would the Lord, because this is right. We obey and we respect. Proverbs, Solomon writes, The one who assaults his father and evicts his mother is a disgraceful and shameful son. We respect our parents. We obey and we respect. No difference between you and I when it comes to God. We respect and we obey God. That's our response to Him. In fact, you know, in the, in the, uh, later on in the, in the, pro, in the minor prophets when, uh, in the Old Testament, right before Jesus came to this earth, um, God basically told him through the minor prophets, I get your worship. You've got your, you know what? You've got your worship down. You've got it down. You come, you do the right, yes, yes, you do the things that I've told you to do, but I don't have your heart. I don't have your heart. Because doesn't obedience come from ha- Him having our hearts? Where we look at God and we say, you know what, I, I, I honor you, God. I, I respect you. I, I have this reverential awe of you, God. And, and, and because of that, I, I obey you. You know, it's not something that, that I do because I have to do. It's something that I do because I'm in so, I'm in so much awe of you and I love you. You see, that is what's mo- what we model to our children. And hopefully our children see that and they can obey their parents. They can obey. It makes it easier for them to, to obey and respect. Young adults. Young adults, we accept and we appreciate. We accept and we appreciate. Those are huge words. We accept, accept, and we appreciate. Proverbs 23.22 says this, Listen to your father who gave you life, and don't despise your mother when she is old. Have you ever been into a nursing home and just see all kinds of elderly people that have just kind of been shoved in there to die? And you start to... I just had a conversation... um, I think it was with yesterday with uh, Jerry Van Buren. He was talking about someone that had passed away in Florida. I think the maintenance guy at their at their condo that they go to in the wintertime. And he's originally from Adrian. And he passed away. And there's like no, he still has family in Adrian, but there's absolutely no connection whatsoever. It's just sad. It's sad. I've had funerals like that. Where families divide over the estate, families divide over arguments that they've had for years or whatever, and it's just, it's sad. It's like there's no connection, absolutely no connection between the parents and the children and things like that. I get it too. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm telling, I understand. If you're, if you were raised in a situation where, again, things happen to you, I get that that would be the biggest strain of all strains is to try to honor your father and mother. But let me share this with you real quick too. What, what that, there's, there's also a thought behind that that means you respect the role of it. It's not, you know, that person may not live up to that role, but you respect that role because of your relationship that you have with God. Where you're saying, you know what, I don't have to necessarily, you know, uh, 
They've broken trust with me time and time and time and time again, and I'm really struggling with it. But but what you do is you respect the role of the father and mother, even though they may not deserve that, you respect that role because of your relationship with God. But as a, as a middle adult here, when we have when we have parents that are getting older, instead of just kind of casting them off, we try to provide for them. We try to do whatever we can, and, and many of us as, as many of us do that for our families. Time and time again, you see families that rally around uh, their 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 parents, and it's such a blessing. It is such a blessing when you see that. It's such a blessing when you see a family that has grown tight together, where where the parents have deserve, where they've where they've um, kind of earned that 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 trust and respect from their kids, where they've taught their kids right, and their kids their kids um, have a relationship with God, and they and they live out their they they live this out with their parents as their parents grow older. And, and you know what it is. You, you know how it is. Some of you have been through this. Some of you are kind of at that point now where that flip happens. You know what I'm saying? Where you're the, you're the son or the daughter and you still have a father or mother, but then at some point that kind of flips and you begin to take on the roles of a, of, of a father and mother to your father and mother. You know what I'm talking about? Where you have to start making some critical decisions for them. Where you have to make some best for some decisions best for them but that, i think that's what that means here is this it, it, it's where we don't abandon that where we where we honor that we honor that position we honor them and we try to love them the best that we can and we appreciate and we accept them as an adult we affirm and we don't abandon them as an adult we we don't we don't uh, we don't um we don't we don't just walk away but we affirm and we never abandon them Listen to what 1 Timothy 5.8, right? Paul says this, But if anyone does not provide for his own, that is that is his own household, he is denied the faith and he is worse than an unbeliever. That is a very, very poignant statement by Paul. I don't know if you believe that and buy into that the way he really lays it out there, but I mean, he is that is really in your face teaching. Let me read it to you again. Look at the verse again. It says, But if anyone, if anyone... If anyone does not provide for his own, that that is his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Paul says this is serious. We don't do that as a Christ follower, as someone who loves God, as someone who, who is following Jesus and denying ourselves. We continue to honor our parents and honor our, our father and mothers by, by, by never abandoning them and always standing there and affirming them and, and walking with them. And then the last verse he writes in uh, a couple of verses before that, he says, But if any widow has children or grandchildren, they must learn to practice godliness toward their own family first and to repay their parents, for this pleases God. That's a very powerful statement. He says that's what happens first. You must first learn to practice godliness towards your own, you know, your own family and to repay their parents for this pleases God. This is a teaching that I get that, that, that can be hard for some, as, I, as, I, as I've shared with you. For some of you sitting here this morning, this is a very, very hard teaching. Because, because you did not have, like I said, uh, you did not have parents that deserve that honor and respect. For those of us sitting in here this morning, and I would even say to you now too, break the, break the chain. If that's the type of parents you had, break that chain. Become a parent that, that God can set, you know, that, that your kids can look at and honor and, and, um, 
give you that respect and affirmation, appreciation, all those things, and, and absolutely lift you up and bring you honor. I pray that that's the type of individuals we would be. This is hard stuff. I get it, man. It's hard parenting. It's hard being in that position. It's hard uh, at times because our lives are busy. We get so wrapped up in things. Next thing you know, years have gone by, and we really have not become extremely intentional in raising our kids the way that God would have us to raise our kids to the point to where they can look at us and have this most deep honor and respect for us. That's hard. I get that. But that's what we're called to. And I pray instead of lowering that bar, we would raise that bar even higher and say, this is what God has called me to, and this is the type of person that I'm going to be towards my kids. So I pray that this morning that as... as, as um, we continue to worship God. The worship team is going to come back and lead us into a couple more songs. Um, I pray that you would be a type of person that really takes a look at this, at these values and says, these aren't going to just be aspirational values for our homes or for my house. But these are going to be very intentional. And with that, guys, means there's times where we have to make decisions, where other things get placed on the side, and we bring these things in to say, no. This is what's important. That's what it means to value something. Where we make the decision to place these things above all other things. What, what, what type of follower of Jesus will you be? A type that does that, that says, you know what? This is very important stuff. And what I'm going to do whatever it takes in my power to be the parent that God has called me to be. So, if you would, I want you to stand with me. Let me lead us into a word of prayer. And let's just ask God to give us the desire and the strength and the courage to be the people that our kids can look at, the fathers and the, and the mothers that, that our kids can look at and truly value us and honor us. Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here in your presence, to lift you up, to bring you glory. And when we think about these things, we think about um, honoring our parents. For some of us, it's a conviction right now. Your spirit is convicting us and, and, and showing us where, as a child, we have made decisions not to honor our, honor our father and mothers. I pray that you would give us the power to, to make that right. The desire to make that right. The love to make that right. And perhaps we have parents that aren't followers of you. And because of our hearts that are humbled before you our parents might turn and to have a faith in you because of our obedience to you I pray that we would be parents that you've called us to be that we would not look at our children as just mere components of our family but father they're, they're lives they're souls that you have placed under our care so that we would lean into them we would develop them that we would do the best that we can as parents knowing that at the one time they're going to make their own decisions but we're going to give them an incredible model to look at to influence them to raise them up the way that you would have them to be raised up to truly intricately know them inside and out so that we could breathe into them life to become the person, the, the woman 
or the man that you've called them and created them to be. May we value those things to the point where we make decisions and cut other things out to keep these things alive and first in our lives. I pray that you give us the courage, the desire to do that. I pray instead of feeling overwhelmed that you would give us that sense of peace knowing that you give us the power and the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge to do that. I pray that we wouldn't lower the bar, but we would keep the bar high and we would strive to to live our lives the way you would have us to live our lives. I pray for individuals in here this morning that may have not had good parents, that they might find this incredible sense of peace and love and forgiveness sweep over them that they can that they can let go of the of the the incredible hurt that their parents might have done to them i pray they would find that peace in you and that love in you and they would break the chain and raise their kids differently Help us not to view ourselves as if we've arrived, but always in a sense that we can learn more and that you want to grow us more and more into the image of your Son. And I pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus.